0: Log Talk Radio
1: 27 years merely for standing up for his rights. Uh, but he was free before he got out of prison. I need a witness here. You see, being free doesn't mean what you're doing all around you. There's some brothers in jail right now. And when they hear this record, I want them to know that even though they're incarcerated, Behind prison walls, they're still free. Uh, uh, well, who the sun sets
2: free, I need a listen. here. I'm free indeed. Yeah. God bless you and good afternoon. Who the sun set free is free indeed. How many free people are listening today? It is because of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. His compassion, they fail not. Great is God's faithfulness us and because of that we can let freedom ring today god bless you to all our listeners i'm your host reverend lamar townsend and you are listening to global gospel we are here every saturday from 1 p.m until 2 p.m eastern standard time at www.blogtalkradio.com global hyphen gospel our call-in number and studio is 619-924 0800 and we pray that you connect with us in the next hour we want you to know that we don't own the rights to any of the music that you hear on today but we pray that whatever you hear that it is a blessing to you to you and to you that was the late pastor timothy wright and the new york fellowship choir let Freedom Ring. And certainly this is uh, the month that has been set aside, February, for Black History Month, and we want to continue to let freedom ring. We want you to connect with us on Facebook, on Twitter, on Tumblr, on Instagram. Uh, if you go to our Facebook page, our Twitter page, or our Tumblr page, there's a direct link to each and every episode. Uh, all our shows are archived, and you can listen any time of day or night. In addition, we are syndicated on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. Please connect with Go Global Gospel, like us, and share us to your to your page. Let your family, your friends, and your neighbors know that you are uh, listening with us. We want to shout out to those that are listening in New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, Maryland, Delaware. Florida, Illinois, Michigan, uh, the U, uh, Canada, Mexico, Brazil, South Africa, Kenya, Ghana, Australia, New Zealand, Spain, Italy, Poland, the Ivory Coast, Cameroon, Namibia, just to name a few. We thank God for who you are, wherever you are. Then we want to shout out our, our faithful listeners, the Stevenson family, the Townsend family, uh, the Locke family, the Norman family, the Bradley family, the McCoy family, the Walkers, the Hernandez family, the Bridell family, the Allen family, the Talley family, the Thompson family, the Bowers family. We thank God for you, you and you, family, friends, neighbors, co-workers. Everybody is somebody, and certainly God made us all special. Uh, for those of you that would like to connect with Global Gospel, you can reach us at P.O. Box 5331. That is in Hempstead, New York, where the zip code is one. 11- Five five zero. You can email us at globalgospel17 at gmail.com, and certainly those are the ways that you can connect with us. Now, we do uh, want to shout out our sponsors on today, uh, Abyssinia, Happy Healthy Functioning, Third Lounge, MPT Enterprise, the Nationwide Black Family Mediation Services, Sister Lois Glenn Carter, Brother uh, Ryan Wilson, Marlon Townsend, uh, Nicole Lawson, um, all of those that are, are listening and still, those that are those that are sponsoring. Um, and we also want to shout out Melina's Factory. And what we want you to do is we want you to check out Melina's Factory on social media because there is a sale that is uh, up and coming. And certainly we want you to be a part of this sale. Melina's Factory is offering a 15% off sale. If you write this down, use code HBDKC, HBDKC. And certainly for all your natural uh, beauty products, check out Melina's Factory, Natural Hair, Natural Skin. It's there. For you, so that code fifteen percent off. And certainly, we have another uh, very special announcement uh, that we want to share with you in honor of uh, Black History Month. The St. John Baptist Church of West Hempstead, New York, where the Reverend William Earl Thomas is the pastor, and the Reverend Hazel Thomas is the administrative pastor, presents the Voices That Matter's Debate Scholarship Fundraiser. This is a scholarship fundraiser that is coming up. It is on Saturday, February 26, 2022 at 5 p.m. It is being held at the Howard T. Herber Auditorium. That is 75 Ocean Avenue in Malvern, New York, where the zip code is 11565. Uh, it will also include singing, dancing, and much more, uh, including the debate. For further information, contact Sister Michelle DeVore, 917-579-4069 or Reverend Sheila Thomas, 516-761-4913. Those are our upcoming uh, sales events and announcements, and certainly we want you to be a part of it, all of those things, because certainly we can do it better together. God has put us all here to share with each other and uh, share in his blessings, for the blessings of the Lord maketh rich and add no sorrow with it. Well, for those of you that have uh, tuned into Global Gospel, uh, you may or may not know that our theme scripture here comes from Second Corinthians chapter four, verse three. Second Corinthians chapter four. Verse 3 is our theme scripture, and our theme scripture says, But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world have blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. And so we are here today with the gospel of Jesus Christ for so the gospel is good news and glad tidings. We are not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. The gospel is comprehensive. The gospel will heal you, deliver you, save you, and set you free. Every area of your life that needs touching, whether it's your physical body, whether it's your mental health, whether it's your financial need. The gospel is here on today, and certainly we want you to receive the gospel, which is the good news, and certainly the gospel, uh, listen, it is something to be shared, and certainly Christ came that we might have life and have it more abundantly, so we need to share with our family, our friends, and our neighbors the abundance of Christ. And certainly we need to know and we need to be informed about everything and certainly everybody. Certainly uh, in a day of information and technology, um, it is a misfortune if you find yourself walking in ignorance or walking in darkness. So we choose light on today and certainly we choose to walk in God's light. So we thank you for sharing with us on today. Certainly, we do have a special line up for you on today, and we are going to be sharing that with you in just a few minutes. And what we're going to do now is um, we are going to go to break, and we will be right back, and certainly you still have time uh, to tell everyone to join with you in listening to global gospel on this Saturday afternoon. And certainly it is a sunny Saturday afternoon here in New York. We've had some rain. We had some snow and certainly God has allowed the sunshine to find us on today and a little bit of warm weather. Stay tuned and we will be back. It will be out, it
1: will be out, oh, one day, when the war is won, we will be sure.
3: Even Jesus got his crown in front of a crowd They march with the torch, we gon' run with it now Never look back, we done gone hundreds of miles Dark Rose, heroes, to become a hero Facing the League of Justice, his power was the people Enemy is lethal, a king became regal Saw the face of Jim Crow under a ball ego. No one can win the war individually It takes the wisdom of the elders and young people's energy Welcome to the story we call Victory The coming of the Lord, my eyes have seen the glory One day, when the glory comes
2: Comes, it will be ours, John Legend and this next election is uh, a part of our movement and our history. Sweet Honey and the Rock Ella's song. Stay tuned
0: We.
2: to Global Gospel. Once again, I'm your host, Reverend Lamar Townsend. Uh, we are here with our special guest, and he is in studio. Good afternoon. God bless you to our special guest. How are you today?
4: I'm good. How are you? God bless you I'm, as well.
2: I'm well. Can't complain. Uh, glad to uh, that you were able to join us on this Saturday afternoon. Uh, for our listeners that didn't catch your voice, uh, how about you tell, us, tell them who you are?
4: Sure. My name is Dr. Dave Ragland. And I'm the, um, director for the grassroots reparations campaign and co-director for the truth telling project.
2: Awesome. Uh, we, well, we thank you for sharing with us on this Saturday afternoon. This has been, a uh, in the making for a while. Uh, I uh, met, we met just before, um, pandemic. And then after that, Mm -hmm. the world kind of like fell apart and went to pieces. Um, (laughs) but, uh, we are back in, uh, we're glad that you're here today. Um, so tell us, our listeners, uh, we know we, you are involved in a lot of projects and have been involved in a lot of projects. So you know, tell us who you are and uh, where you're from and how you got started in your uh, projects and movements.
4: Sure. Uh, I'm David Raglan again, and I am from um, – North St. Louis, Missouri, right next to Ferguson and, um, Ferguson, I mean, really, you know, my, I I did a PhD in peace and conflict studies, peace education. And, um, when Ferguson happened, when Mike Brown Jr. was murdered, I was in St. Louis as my mom and my nephew's birthday. Um, so I was there. I was uh teaching at uh, Bucknell University in Pennsylvania at the time. Um and that movement drew me in um in a way that um I hadn't been in since I had been a uh activist uh anti-war activist against the wars in, in Iraq uh and Afghanistan. But um it was seen that uh, close up and personal, um, seeing how, how my community responded that made me really want to devote my life to um, addressing um, this violence and trying to build something better. And we created a, a project um, myself along with a lot of other activists, including Congresswoman Corey Bush, Mama Cat, Dr. Mani Scott. Um, so many others. We created the Truth Telling Project um, as a uh, beginning truth commission that would look at police violence, um, particularly in Ferguson, but um, um, police violence in America and how that was connected to so much other structural violence and that other forms of racial violence um whether it be economic um environmental um gender violence uh lgbtqia violence how that was how police violence is in part an outgrowth of that violence in these systems and it occurred to us um Around the 100 year anniversary of the East St. Louis race massacre where black workers were killed by white workers um, because the factory owners basically um, put them put black workers um, on the spot rather than acknowledging they were paying these workers lower rates and that, you know, they were able to create that conflict. But we were having a hearing Uh, during that um, anniversary around police violence, people were coming to testify and share their stories about experiencing police violence. And one of the people who was involved in our hearing who helped us to put it on, his great-grandparents had survived it. Um, And he talked about how they had to cross the Mississippi River in a rickety rowboat. Uh, because the state, Missouri State Police were turning around black people escaping violence from East St. Louis, Illinois um, to go back and face that violence. And it occurred to me looking at an audience, mixed race, but a lot of white folks seeing white folks cry and have tears around people sharing their stories that tears wouldn't do it because we were essentially living in two different worlds. You know, the people who testified and and, and folks from that community who came to listen um, had to go home to um, the same material conditions, the same conditions of police occupation of, of their communities. And we thought it was really important to look at a, a deeper structural uh, issue that is, Necessary for our healing, and we began a campaign around um, reparations that looked at reparations as money plus healing. Um, and that that was a spiritual practice uh, to look at not just reparations but how how our communities being healed. How are communities being educated? How is this country being educated? Um, Are they being educated with memorial, uh, with Confederate memorials? Um, How um, are we looking at non-repeat so that you pay reparations and we don't get here again? And that's deeper than just cutting a check or paying for therapy for somebody it is um, about changing the practices that um, ha- that continue to, to place our lives in harm. And when you think about the amount of people who are invested in, you know, the weapons manufacturers um, that provide police weapons and put weapons on our streets, if you look at how many people are invested in municipalities that continue to to disadvantage black lives. If you look at how many people are invested in the banks that um, pollute our communities, we keep being invested in um, violence against us. When you look at what we buy in a grocery store, if you buy Sabra hummus, you're invested in the occupation of Palestine by Israel and Hundreds of police um, departments have trained in Israel, around the country. And what are you learning? How? What are you learning when you train um, your police in Israel? You're learning how to occupy people because um, Israel is running the largest open air prison in the world. Bishop Tutu called um, uh, Palestine and uh, uh, Israel an apartheid state. And so, our country is deeply invested in that. Our tax money goes to that. and when you look at spirituality as what are you putting your energy into as well, right? If you're putting your money into products and services and corporations that are invested in hurting you right then then you know repair isn't possible, and so repair is so much deeper. Wow. And that's the work we do. And we've done that um, partly through cr- trying to create a culture of reparations. And that looks like, um, that looks a lot like um, the Reparations Sunday that we have twice a year. Uh, one is in August and the other is in December. And each Reparation Sunday begins with a period of preparation for congregations, and we focus mostly on white congregations um, to begin thinking about repair. And they're not just—we're not just saying, "Hey, have a service and reflect on this." We're saying, um, beginning Juneteenth is your period of preparations for repair, and so those communities are having conversations they're they're looking at the spiritual aspects of racism and how it damages one's soul. Like our creator isn't gonna you get to the, the you get to judgment day, the creator isn't gonna be like, Hey, were you just complicit in evil? Oh, you only you only accepted wealth that was used that that was created by hurting other people. You, you know, it's it's if your whole life is built on benefits, right, that are specifically denied to others, right? And, and I think the thing is we have to look at racism and police violence as something that has another side. Someone is always benefiting from it, right? You think that that ICE is going and, and picking up immigrants and, it, like, they're getting a paycheck, but they're also keeping the property, of those migrants are keeping cars or keeping whatever cash they're keeping like
2: we have know, to follow, <laughs> we have to follow the, the money in so many words.
4: Yes. And money is energy and it is spirit. And if you put all your energy in a certain direction, that's where you direct your spirit. That's good. So, um, what I,
2: what I want to say is, um, I want to back up a little bit, and um, you started out talking about Ferguson. So, for the most of the world, um, we look at Ferguson from the uh, outside in. Um, but for you, and then so many people have never heard of Ferguson. I never heard of Ferguson until what happened happened. You know, it's a long ways from New York to Ferguson. Um, but you you see Ferguson from the inside out and so uh because of your uh geographic location and so what is that like for you and what is your message that you would like the world to know from the inside out as as opposed to us looking from the outside in
4: i mean i think that ferguson was um teaching america to look at itself it like literally when I when I'm like looking down the street and I'm hearing people saying F police and just like the, the basically you know, Amiri Baraka has a poem, um, um has a poem called Revolutionary Theater and he says that um people will uh, be spitting craziness, but a craziness talked to them in their most sane moment. People saw craziness, but people didn't reflect the craziness of this system. Like the the upside-down nature that we've just accepted as normal, right? The the Like how much sense does it make that if I'm in the hospital and I'm telling you that I have pain, that you can't hear me because I have black, but a white person walk in and they can hear that. Like we we threw America we we threw um that violence back in the face of people so they can see this is what's happening. And and also it was the only way people listened. And also I I think it was a global movement or connected to global movement. When when we were in Ferguson we were picking up tear gas canisters that Israelis were using against Palestinians. Wow. You know, we we like so many people from around the world that were resisting connected with us because they felt akin. This that that there there's a problem with the police state. And it's not just because of the police, it's because of corporations that need to keep people in order in order to do business. Or at least and, that's what they think. And and, and so, so
2: so as an educator, um, how uh do we inform our community that knows that doesn't know to follow the money or doesn't know which corporation represents what? And you know, we're, and we're all being controlled by uh, someone or something. How do we go about uh, educating our communities? And you and you mentioned so you mentioned about um, uh, reparations uh, Sunday and how it's mostly targeted towards um, Caucasian communities, but there's so many people in the Black com- community that have no idea what reparations even are. And so how do we educate our
4: community? Sure. I mean, um, I, I think that part of the things that we do to educate our community is that we continue to tell the stories that our grandparents told us that got passed down, stuff that we thought wasn't important, right? Um those wives tales and grandma tells and great uncle tells, we have to listen to the stories, right? Because number one, they're passing us down history, right? And they're telling us where we came from or what they know about where we came from. And I think we have to reconnect, you know, with our ancestors. Who were they? What did they do? Like your DNA is already out there, so you might as well get our aunt africanancestry.com dot, dot com and go deeper into yourself. That's the beginning of the education. Um, so, and also, I mean, there's some some websites out there that can um, educate people. Um, uh, I would in, encourage people to go to Encobra uh, dot org, n c o b r a dot com. That's Encobra. Actually, it's EncobraOnline dot com. And they have a lot of information about reparations. You can go to our website, grassrootsreparations.org, um, or look at, find us on Twitter, grassrootsreparations.org. And we're talking about what reparations is. And just to be clear, reparations is compensation um, or, or redress for moral and material harm. And that involves the physical, the mental, the spiritual. Um, and it's not just reparations for slavery, but it is reparations for slavery and the world that slavery created. And that's the world we live out now. And if people, I think people have, people see the past as disconnected. And we're living in a, a society that was built, not just built on, but built on the continuation of slavery. Like, they even have loopholes for slavery, right? And the loopholes are you can be legally enslaved in the U.S. Constitution um, as a convict, right? And only the state of Colorado has addressed that loophole hold. right? So, like, even if you don't know about it, you're living it. So you would, so
2: um, based on what you're saying, I mean, there's places such as Angola and Louisiana where it's, it's really nothing short of slavery. I mean, they're still picking cotton, <laughs> and uh, I'm sure most people them My dad picked back- cotton until he was 13
4: years old, and he wasn't in jail, right? I mean, think about the West Coast where where firefighters people people. So, I mean we have to like look at it like this, right? Um, on the West Coast, like during all those forest fires, all of these convicts, right, they were being paid like pennies to go fight fires. But then when you think about the extractive nature of prisons, um, mm-hmm. the how much it costs to call, like when you put money on somebody's books, how much they take out, Right. Um, the fact that prisoners can uh incur debt. Right, and when you add up all of those things, right, it still amounts to slave labor. Sad
2: reality. Yeah. Of of yeah. our country. So so, um so now with that being said, um we're we're out there, um we want people to uh know about reparations uh about the Ferguson project um the grassroots reparations those are the movements that you're involved in um was the, and you um your 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 focus is on nonviolence in in a violent world and so how did we how did how did you uh, arrive at the
4: conclusion of nonviolence um, I don't know if that's my focus per se. Okay. Um any more, Um oh, any more. Okay, all right, all right. Yeah, at at one point in time, um I was I you know, listen, I still believe that nonviolence is necessary and, and really the only way in a industrialized society where you're basically surrounded and observed at all times. Right. Um you know, remember, like, the state pushes nonviolence in our movements, right, in our communities, but the state continuously uses violence against us. So if if you're to do as those who do in power, um, you know, we'll be justified. Um, I think that nonviolence is a strategy. Um, Gandhi said that you can only use nonviolence if your oppressor... Um, has follows their own laws and rules and to a large extent i don't know if if um the oppressor class in this country follows their own laws and rules i don't think that they do um i do think that nonviolence is strategically important right now like um especially like when you're trying to survive um and you want your community to survive um, I do believe in self-defense. Um, I think people have the right to do as, as they need to do to defend their life and their family.
2: Okay. So, um I hear you. So, um so what is your message to <laughs> What is your message to the young black men in America as opposed to the whole of black America?
4: Um, I mean I mean I think to my message to to young black men uh in America is to get therapy, get support for whatever healing you need, that you don't have to keep anger bottled up, that there are people to support you that you were loved, that how do you like, please respect black women who got your backs, please respect respect black queer folk who be out there fighting for justice when we get killed too. Um it is um the message is that the way we're gonna build community is to to really except for full equality of each other um and and that 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 really like we don't we don't have anything to to prove to each other, like what we have to do is help our families survive um and that there that there's always um another possibility um that you are loved, you're worthy. You're beautiful. Um, you can express emotion. Um, that's my message to Black men. Black uh, so boys. Gonna... And black men. Mm-hmm. Okay, go
2: ahead. So uh, we're going to take a break. Our number in studio six one nine nine two four zero eight zero zero. I want to uh, open up the line in case you have a question, comment, concern. How you want to get in on the movement? Six one nine nine two four zero eight Zero zero, and we will be back after this break. Stay tuned. four zero eight zero zero. Uh Doctor Raglan, uh are there some people that you'd like
4: to shout out today? Word, yeah. I would love to shout out like when you were, you know, asking about like what um you know, what's my message for black men. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about the organization Black Men Build and they're doing some amazing work um and that's led by um one of the brothers who founded the Dream Defenders um and so i would really encourage people to check out um Philip Agnew i think i would encourage people to check out that group um i mean i also just want to want to shout out uh we have a petition um if you go to reparations Uh, reparationsunday.org That's R-E-P-A-R-A-T-I-O-N-S-U-N-D-A-Y.org You can see a petition that we're working on and we're trying to change uh, the name of uh, Calhoun Square in Savannah, Georgia and Calhoun Square was named after um, the seventh uh, vice president of the United States, um, John C. Calhoun, and he was an infamous slaver. And beneath that square in Savannah is the African burial ground. Wow. So we, we, I'm going to send you a petition to, to share out if you can, but would love sure. for people to sign that petition because it's really important that our ancestors get some relief, too. And that, that's the part of education, too, when we can change names and tell the truth. And we're trying to change it to a Civil War nurse, Susie King Taylor, um, change it to her name. And so we want people to sign that petition. Um, and uh, I just want to encourage people to check out our website at the truthtellingproject.org. And I'm on Twitter and Facebook as the Raglan page. So. Feel free to check me out as well
2: okay and and what is the information for uh how they can connect with the grassroots reparation campaign
4: sure um if you just go to grassrootsreparations.org, dot um, org and you can find us. you can just search grassroots reparations on all your social media and you can find us and we're we're running campaigns where um Pushing for not just reparations uh, from our government, but reparations from churches. And what I what I did not say about Reparations Sunday is that we have encouraged many churches to support uh, Black-led groups near them. Um, so if you're you have a church in Atlanta, you should be su- supporting the Black folks around you, um, and that could look like. Um, putting aside a piece of your budget, there's a church in Philly, the Green Street um, Quakers, who are part of our campaign, and they put aside $50,000 a year for housing um, in, in, the, in their neighborhood in Philadelphia. Um, you know, and this is, you know, people think that, like, talking to faith communities and churches and synagogues is new. But James Foreman did that in 1969. He demanded $500 million uh, in reparations um, and support for our institutions from churches and synagogues in America. And that was uh, over 50 years ago. And um, some of that actually started happening through some of the churches. They didn't do exactly what he asked, but some of them did, some of it so this is a part of a long movement that um we have to understand that um the amount of deprivation and that the way our community survives is through many of these demands that many of us don't know about
2: and i and i would think and i'm sure you agree that is the biggest hurdle um because um when when i when i went to the uh the uh the forum that was hosted at Columbia uh, when I met you about reparations. Um, (laughs) I think the uh, black people that were at that event were numbered by other people of other uh, races. And I thought that that was um, very interesting that here there is something that is to help us and benefit us, and we're not showing out in numbers. And partly, a lot of times we don't have the information, or we don't know, or we're uninformed, or people say, oh, nothing's going to happen, this, that, the other. And we kind of just brush things to the side instead of participating. I'm sure you would agree.
4: I mean, I agree with some of it, but, right, I think that, um, you like, you know, the, many of the people, even in my own family, people are trying to take care of their kids. And they're trying to work, and if they're not doing that, they want to relax and not and try to get their mind on something else. you know with covid you know like people are depressed and sad, and there's so much loss out here, and it's hard to try to figure out a social movement you know when you're trying to figure it out and you know, Malcolm X said this, that, you know, part of integration was the Novocaine, the fact that you can buy whatever you want. You know, that's the Novocaine rather than the real equality. and We see being able to get a big screen TV from Walmart won't make you equal. Um, and it's not until people actually experience that violence that they may get involved. And then it could be too late. Well, it's not too late. They could get in and they can try to help other families from experiencing that. You know, like the Mike's, Mike Brown's family, Mike, Mike Brown's mom and dad, like they're really involved in trying to make laws. You see um, Trayvon's Martin mother is, is really trying to do work out here and Oscar Grant's family. Um you know, and uh, people are really trying to like stop this because they know what the pain is like. Even, even like you know, there's a sister um, who is tireless. You know, her son was killed by gun violence that wasn't police involved. People are, are see this all as a problem. Like we're not all apathetic. And I think that we have to remember, you know, um, that it's about political and spiritual education. People need it. This is true.
2: This is true. Um, well, we certainly uh, commend you for, uh, taking a stand to educate, um, our community and communities at large. Um, to tell the truth, uh, to be on the front line for uh, reparations and just, you know, um, just to be informed. I heard someone saying informed uh, community is an empowered community and certainly uh, we definitely uh, need to be empowered and informed as well as our um, our religious institutions uh, because it is to benefit everyone at large and so we thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to share with us Uh, again give us the information for uh, grassroots and truth telling and and any other organizations that you're a part of
4: where um i just i just want to say that like thank you for having me and taking time with me and i appreciate it and um you can find me at um grassroots uh, reparations.org or the truth telling project.org come visit us uh, check us out you can check out my page my website is the raglan page.org you can see stuff that I'm writing about and thinking about and working on um, and I, I hope that uh, your audience reaches out to me and um, I thank you for having me on and hearing Uh, What I have to say
2: Awesome And also um, Since you mentioned The project that you're working on uh, There are some articles out there uh, Recent articles The Colonial uh, Truth-Telling On uh, Healing And on Peace and Reparations And uh, we want our listeners To do check that out Continue to read um, And Knowledge is Power uh, again, uh, we thank everyone for joining us uh, for those of you that missed any part of this, just a reminder we' are on Apple iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play uh so immediately following this uh you can uh, listen in uh, to uh, Dr. David Raglan uh, as he shares with us uh his knowledge and all the uh that he is involved in to not help himself but to help uh it's other help others as well and help the community and the world at large and help us to be mindful of the world that we live in, uh, where the power lies, where the money lies, where the resources lie, um, who's being controlled and why they are being controlled about what. And certainly these are all things that we need to know as we get along, uh, together on God's, uh, green earth. Um, with that being said, I think um, that's about it did you did I leave anything out?
4: uh no uh, and thank you so much thank you
2: uh, with that being said uh well we thank our listeners for listening in on today uh we pray God's blessings upon each and every one of you uh upon uh, Dr. Raglan uh, all of your projects and endeavors of of we pray it upon our listeners. Uh, we pray that uh, you all would be uh, healed, uh, that you'd be delivered, that you'd be saved and set free. That is our prayer for you. Uh, amen. Continue to let freedom ring. God bless you. Uh, reach us every Saturday from 1 p.m. until uh, 2 p.m. Eastern time on Saturdays, www.blogtalkradio.com. We thank you for sharing with us on today. Again, God bless you. In Jesus' name, amen.